Welcome to the Kingdom Culture Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this spirit-filled message that it blesses your week and brings you joy and perspective. To connect with us, hop on social media and for more information, head to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. Thank you. What's that? Oh, that's okay. The painful photo where I look like I'm giving birth. I didn't act, I had, we're in a room full of girls, I had cesareans, so mine was very relaxed. Didn't feel a thing. I prayed for a a pain-free childbirth and I got it. (laughs) Maybe not the way I intended, but God knew what he was doing and I have two uh, beautiful boys as a result. Do we, I don't know if there's two people this morning. Who wasn't here last night? Give me a wave so I know who I'm saying good morning to. Oh, look at you all, beautiful. I don't know if we have the photo ready. I can send love from my family in Adelaide. It's okay if you don't. Put you on the spot. All good. Um, I have two boys, James and Sam. They are six and nearly four and and intense and crazy, but they are lots of fun. And David says hello. I spoke to him last night and this morning and again because he's got the boys, so he rings a lot (laughs) just for updates. (laughs) James woke up. I'm in the shower. They're having wheat bix. Awesome. It's all right. They're alive. Alive is good. Fantastic. Well, why don't you just for a moment, I know you're sitting down, so just for a moment, why don't you close your eyes, why don't you lift your hands and just ask the the Holy Spirit to come and speak to you this morning. God, I thank you for every lady who is here today. I know that not, not one person is here by accident and I just pray, God, that you would speak into our lives in a way that is unique and perfect for each individual. I pray, Holy Spirit, would you have your way today, not just this morning, but across the day and tonight as, as Pastor Heather brings the word. I pray, Father God, that you would, um, that you would just be speaking to your girls, that God, you would, you would shift and move and realign and just by your spirit, I pray, God, bring life and life in abundance into every one of our lives in Jesus' name. Anyone said? Amen. Amen. Pastor Heather, I wanted to, I was reading this passage and I wanted to share it with you this morning before I get into the word. And it's in Ezekiel 47. And it says, I actually felt like it was a word for you, but for the church, for what you're leading. And it says this, it's, um, God says, have you seen, have you been watching son of man? He leads Ezekiel along the riverbank and he says, when I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees. I, I, I might've jumped ahead actually. He's talking about the river. I'll jump, I'll go back in my vision. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple, passing to the right um, of the altar on its south side. Talks about this, flow, this flowing river. Talks about how he took, takes him into the water, up to his ankles and then up to his knees, etc. And then it says, he leads me back along the riverbank. He says, when I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many trees growing on both sides. He said to me, the river flows east through the desert into the valley. The waters are into the Dead Sea, it says. The waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. There'll be swarms of living things wherever the water of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea where it once was dead. Life will abound, it says. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea for its waters will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. Talks about the fishermen standing along each side. They'll be drying their nets in the sun. Fish, this is what I love, fish of every kind will fill the Dead Sea just as they fill the Mediterranean. Fish of every kind. I feel like that was a word that says that this church will be a place for every kind of person. That, not, that every person who is in the community, in the, in the surrounding um, suburbs to this, to this church, that it will be a welcoming place for every single person. That people will, who, were, who were dead will be alive. 
It says the marshes, sorry, it goes on to say in verse 12, fruit trees of all kinds will grow along both sides of the river. The leaves of these trees will never turn brown and fall, and there will always be fruit on their branches. There'll be a new crop every month, for they are watered by the river flowing from the temple, and the fruit will be for food, and the leaves will be for healing. The fruit will be for food and the leaves for medicine, another translation says. I just hope that that's an encouragement to you, that this place will be a place where people are nourished, where they are fed, where they are brought back to life. It'll be a place where, there is, where, where, where what once was dead will be brought to life and that it'll be a place for healing, leaves for healing. I just think where, where the river of God flows, there'll be fruit and there'll be life and life in abundance and, and continually producing of fruit. And so I pray that's an encouragement to you. I just I read that again afresh this week, and I just I felt like it was a word for you and for for this house. So, God bless you. All right. So, the title of my message. I'll, I'll tell you first. I, I forgot to tell you the title of my message last night. So, the title of my message this morning is "Today's the Day." Turn to your neighbour and say, "Today's the day." And I, and I hope that this is a word that you can keep saying every day when you wake up. Today is the day. God has something for me today. There's something unique about today. Today is the day. So James, I said, turned six uh, recently and he started school this year. So we're in a new season of life where I have a school child, a school boy. And like every proud parent of 2019, I put it all over social media. Um, so when he, you know, photo out, out the front in his uniform, all grinning and teeth missing and all those things um, in his uniform, and I, and I posted it on Instagram. And I said, today is the day my baby has become a schoolboy. <laughs> He's officially a schoolboy. You know, something about today, I believe God is speaking to us about the importance of today. Today is, today matters. I feel like something that God has put something on my heart for this time for now. It says in Psalm, we know it well, this is the day the Lord has made. We'll rejoice and be glad in it. Today matters. Every day matters. But I believe there's something significant about this season, about now. Today matters. There's something about today. Of course, we should make every day count. You know, we should make every day count. And we'll walk, walk through that today. But but I want to encourage you that there's something about now, about this season, about this time in history, that today's the day. So I'll read to you from Song of Songs. And um, it's a passage that I have been revisiting and revisiting and revisiting across this year that God just keeps speaking to me out of. And it says this from verse 10. I think we might have it on the screen. The one I love calls to me. It says from verse 10 in Song of Songs 2. The bridegroom... The, sorry, the, the one I love calls to me, and then that's the title of the next part. Arise, my dearest, hurry, my darling, come away with me. I have come as you have asked and to, to draw you to my heart and to lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth. You know, the rain soaking the earth is a picture of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The rains have soaked the earth. The Holy Spirit is at work and soaking the earth and moving amongst his people and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is change in the air. I love that promise. There's change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. 
goes on in verse 14 to say, Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. You must catch the troubling foxes, it says in verse 15, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. Isn't that beautiful? So we're going to unpack this passage this morning, and I pray that you, you receive something from God for you, for the season that you are currently walking in. And I'm sure there are many seasons and spheres and, and ages and all those things represented in this room, but I believe that God has something for you today. Let me pray. God, I thank you for every... Have I prayed already? I did pray already. I can pray again. Anoint the word in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Done. I'm a mum. We're efficient. God understands efficient prayers. It's fine. All right, so I really do believe, as I read through this passage, I believe that it's such a beautiful and intimate personal invitation from the Holy Spirit to every one of us. I believe that it's something he's saying, arise, hurry, come with me, I need you. I read that and I hear his, he says, I need you, I need you a part of what I'm doing on this earth, you're necessary. And I pray that it's something that, that you hear today that maybe you have felt like you're, you know, don't quite know where you fit in the kingdom of God and what God's doing. And you don't quite know, maybe even in, in the life of this church, if this is your church home, where you fit or, or that, you are, that you have a role to fulfill. But he says you're necessary. And he says, my dear, sweet, darling one, my beautiful companion. I love that word, a companion. He wants to work with you. He wants to, to walk with you and work alongside of you and help you to fulfill his plans for this earth. Now is your time, he says. Today is your day. Yeah. And when I read this passage, I see that it is an urgent hour. It's an urgent hour. It is a new season. It is time for the harvest. You know, in John 4, Jesus says to his disciples, why would you say the harvest is another four months away? Why would you say it's not now? Why would you say it's four months away? Look at all the people coming. Now is harvest time, for their hearts are like vast fields of ripened grain, ready for a spiritual harvest. Why would you say it's not yet? Why would you say it's coming in a few months? God is saying, today's the day. Today's the day of salvation. In Ecclesiastes 3, we would know it well. God is a God of seasons. He's a God of time. He's a God of, of now and, and what he's doing. Um, you know, he speaks in, in times. He speaks in seasons. If you read through the Bible, he often says, it's a season for this. It's a time for that. It says in Ecclesiastes, for everything there is a season, a time for every purpose. He says there's a time to be born, a time to die. He says to plant, to harvest, to heal, to build, to cry, to laugh. There are seasons and times for all of these things in our lives. God, it's all about <clears throat> times and seasons. There are five things I believe that God wants to say, to say to us today out of this passage. Number one, today is the day to come out of hiding. Turn to your neighbor and say, to come out of hiding. You know, just earlier in that passage, I must talk faster than you. <laughs> I do talk a bit fast. <clears throat> In verse 9, just earlier in that passage, he actually says he comes closer. Now, he comes closer even to the places where I hide, it says. He gazes into my soul. And then it says to lead you out. We picked it up from verse 10. For now is the time, the season of hiding, verse 11, is over and gone. I believe that there are women who are here today that perhaps are hiding in your season. Hiding in the season that you are currently in. You are hiding in fear or hiding in grief 
hiding in depression, hiding in insignificance and inadequacy, hiding in the fact that I can't do that. I'm not like that person. That's something that I don't feel like God is, I can't do that. I'm not, I don't have the skills. I don't have the ability. God hasn't, you know, I want to encourage you that today is the day to come out of hiding because you might be hiding in disappointment. You might be hiding in shame today, hiding in your story, hiding in your history, hiding in your life experiences and going, but that's disqualified me. You know, that was, that was the life. This is my family history. This is my family story. And so as a result, I'm disqualified from what God might want to do through me. I want to encourage you that today is the day to come out of hiding. Your history and your experiences and your pain don't disqualify you from living a life called by God. Do you know what? Titles mean nothing. Titles don't mean anything. You know, you might look at people who have opportunity or, or position and you might think that, I could, I, that I'm not like them, so therefore God can't use me. They mean nothing. God has a call of God for you. He has a call on your life. If you have given your life to Jesus, even if you haven't given your life to Jesus, He actually still has a plan and a purpose for your life. You know, where have you been hiding? I want you to ask yourself that question this morning. Where have I been hiding? In what circumstance or story have I been hiding? It's time to let him come close. It says, now he comes closer even to the places where I hide and he gazes into my soul. Where have you been hiding? It's time to let him come close to those places and to lead you out of your pain, lead you out of your grief, lead you out of your disappointment, lead you out of your self um you struggle with your self-worth, you struggle with your self-acceptance. It's time for him to lead you out of those, to let him gaze into those places and heal those places, to let him into the places that you have been hiding because he says, my beautiful one, my beautiful daughter, my beautiful girl, he says, it's time to come out of hiding. The season of hiding is over and gone. You have a job to do. I have a job for you to do. It's time to come out of hiding. You know, uh, when I was little, I have a sister called Lauren, and she's two years younger than me. And when we were little, we went to our, like, uh, we were living in Mount Gambier in the southeast of South Australia. And so we were going to the Mount Gambier show. And uh, for whatever reason, mum and dad let us go on the ghost train, which as a parent, I'm like, what were they thinking? (laughs) As a Christian, what were they thinking? (laughs) And so we went on this ghost train. And so we get into this carriage, and it must have had a colour or a number or something. So mum and dad knew which one we were in. And so we get in, I don't know, we might have been six or eight, six and eight at the time. And so we get into this carriage and we start going through the ghost train. Of course, it gets dark and scary very quickly and there's skeletons and cobwebs and ooh. Anyway, I go to turn to Lauren to like, are you okay? Are you? And she wasn't there. She's gone. And I was like, oh my gosh, they've got Lauren. <laughs> the skeleton has her. And so I was freaking out, going, I'm in the ghost train by myself, oh my gosh. Anyway, I realised that she was actually down in the bottom of the carriage, hiding. And so I thought, stuff it, I'm not staying up here, I'm going down there too. And so we both huddled into the front of our carriage in this ghost train and just stayed there for the entire ride. (laughs) Freaked out. Anyway, so we come out and of course our carriage comes around with no children in it. And mum and dad are like, oh my gosh, where are the girls? That's their number or their colour, where are the girls? And then these, these two sheepish little girls that climb out of the carriage, you know, and we were hiding. It was scary. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. But I want to tell you, it is time to come out of hiding. It says this 
in Exodus 13, Moses says to the people of Israel, this is a day to remember forever, the day that you left Egypt, the place of your slavery. Today, the Lord has brought you out by the power of his mighty hand. This is a day to remember. This is a day to recognize that God is ending your slavery ending your slavery to fear, ending your slavery to grief, and ending your, your slavery to shame. I want to encourage you that today is the day to walk away and let him lead you out of those places. Hopelessness, disappointment, let them leave, leave them behind you. Let God bring you out of the shadows and out of hiding and into his plans and purposes. It says that those who look to him for help will be radiant, radiant with joy, no shadow of shame will darken their face. You might carry shame in your life. You might carry shame from, from your childhood or from, your, from decisions that you have made or failed relationships or circumstances in your life that you carry shame. Today is the day to come out of hiding. That, let no shadow of shame cover you, but come out of hiding and into the radiant light and joy of God. Today is the day to come out of hiding. Number two, today is the day to bloom. Bloom is a funny word. If you say it too much, it sounds weird. Bloom, bloom, bloom. Try it, bloom. <laughs> you can say it once, it's fine. Today's day to bloom. It says in verse 13, can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. Bursting forth, this idea of of, of life and flourishing and new life coming to be. The sign of the fig tree is actually talking about the fig tree in that passage. It's a it's sign of its blooming is the sign that, that there's a new season, that it's early spring, that's, that, uh, that spring is close. And I believe today is the day for you to blossom into the woman that he's inviting you to become. It is an invitation to, to come into a life which God is is can flourish in that you can flourish in because God is in your life today is the day to blossom into the woman that he's inviting you to become it's not a season for barrenness it's not a season to sit idly by it is a season for fruitfulness it is the season to flourish today is the day to bloom you know it talks about in that same in that same passage there today is the day to arise and come run with him to the higher place to run with him to the higher place There is always more. God is always leading you into more and leading you into new seasons and leading you into the bigger things that he has for you. So rise up. Today's the day to rise up and run with him to those higher places, to go or to come where he's taking you, to come where he is going. You know, I think about when I was first a Christian and I remember having conversations with my, I think it was my PE teacher when I was in about year eight or year nine. And, you know, he would ask me questions about, you know, why do you think I live, you know, the way that I live? I've got a great, you know, family. I've got great kids. And what, why, why is it that, why do I have a good life? I remember him saying, like, well, because you love God, you know. And, and, and why do, what do I do? He goes, I'm like, well, I guess you live by the Ten Commandments. <laughs> you know, like, like I know my understanding of faith at that point in my life was that, you know, God loves you and you should live right. And that's kind of, and you'll go to heaven. You know, like, that's kind of as simple as that. But I've realized and looking back how much more God has for us as we grow deeper in our faith. You know, my, my understanding of who God is and what God is about is much deeper now than it was when I was 13 or 14 years of age. God is always revealing to us, helping us to understand more of what life is about, what life is for, what he's doing, and helping us to understand our role in that. 
You know, it says in Hebrews that now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into perfection. In other words, there is, there is progress should be made when we are living a life for God. We should always be growing deeper in our faith, growing in understanding. It's time to bloom. It's time to move. It's time to go deeper into His plans and purposes. You know, no matter what season of life you are in, no matter where you are in your faith journey, there is always something more for you. God has always got more for you to understand, more for you to get your head around. And you know, when Jesus, when Jesus it says about him that he grew in stature, he grew in understanding, he grew in wisdom, it says, in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and people. If that's good enough for Jesus, I think that's good enough for us to grow in stature, to grow in wisdom, to grow in favor with God and with people there is always something more for you. You know, it says in Romans, sorry, in Ephesians, in Ephesians 5, to take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. Take full advantage of every day. Every day God has something for you. Every day God has something to grow in you, to do in you. And so I want to encourage you to bloom, to bloom in this season of life that, that you, might, you might be in a very, I mean, I have two young boys. We have a busy life. We have a lot going on. I, I only work three days a week. Um, you know, there's a lot in our busyness in our life. But can I encourage you that you can bloom in every season, whether you are single, married, young, young mum, mum of teenage boys, whether you are in your later years, whatever season of life you are in, God calls you to bloom. You don't have to wait until tomorrow or when I'm married or when I have, believe me, when you have kids, you're just going to survive. But that's okay. <laughs> you know, you, I, you, I can sometimes look at other people's lives ahead of me, you know, who are maybe 10 years down the track or 20 years further down the track and look at their awesome church or their awesome family and think, oh, won't it be nice when my kids are teenagers and they can actually wipe their own bum? <laughs> Hopefully they can do it before they're teenagers. <laughs> Not in 10 years' time. Tomorrow would be good. But you know what I'm saying? You know, you can always think, oh, but when my life is like this, when this happens, then I'll be able to do this. God calls us to bloom and flourish in the season that we are in. Today's the day to bloom. Just really quickly, I'll, I'll, I have told our church numerous times what an awesome gardener I am, but I'm really not. Like, I pretend that I like to garden and that I can keep plants alive, but... In Queensland, you just have these beautiful, your fiddle leaf figs out there are like stunning. Like they're stunning. Mine is about this big, literally. Like I've been loving it for two years and it has grown two leaves. So I'm going to say Queensland weather is suitable. Adelaide, they struggle. But anyway, you know, I've noticed in my garden, we've got garden beds in our front yard and our backyard and where I've let the plants die and I've had to pull them out, I've noticed that where there are no plants planted, that's where the weeds grow. You know, where the weeds grow where there's nothing planted and nothing established. That's where they pop up. And I want to encourage you to be planted in this season, planted in the season that you're in, because when you're not planted, when you're not embracing what God is asking of you now, today, that's when the weeds start to grow. So can I encourage you, be planted, be planted in the house of God. Make sure that you are a part of church life and church community. Make sure that you are coming on a Sunday. Make sure that you are part of a home fellowship or, or a part of a, well, I'm not sure what you call them, connect group, life group. I'll, I'll say all of the words and it'll be one of them. Um, we went old school at our church and David wanted to call them home fellowships. So we've gone back to like old school, old school home fellowships. Oh, anyway, God knows what he's doing. Um, so I want to encourage you to be planted. Be planted in the season that you are in because when you're not planted, that's when the weeds will grow. Number three, 
it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Today's the day to wake up. Turn to your and say, wake up. Yes. There you go. Are you awake? Yes. Good. Should we do it one more time to make sure you're really awake? Turn to your and say, wake up. wake up. Awesome. Today's the day to wake up. You know, it says in verse 12, I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. You know, that, that, uh, the dove that is talking about there is the turtle dove, which is only heard at the time of harvest. There's something significant about now when it comes to the harvest and bringing people into the kingdom of God. It's time to wake up. It says, this is all in Romans 13. This is all the more urgent for you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. It's all the more urgent to be awake to what God is doing, for us to be awakened to what God is wanting to accomplish on this earth and to the significance of your role in that. I hope what you hear today is that you have a role to play in that. It's not for some and not for others. It is for every single one of us to fulfill the call of God that he has for you, but also for this earth. Be alert, be aware, listen to what God is saying. That same passage in the message says, be up and awake to what God is doing. Be up and awake to what God is doing. We can't afford to waste a minute. Get out of bed and get dressed. Isn't that a great command? Get out of bed and get dressed and get to work because today is the day God has something for you to do today. Today is the day to be up and awake and to awaken those who are sleeping. You know, there's a passage, this story of Lazarus in the Bible that I just love. In John 11 it is, and picking it up from verse 2, one day Lazarus became very sick to the point of death. So his sisters sent a message to Jesus, Lord, our brother Lazarus, the one you love, I love that little reminder, by the way, remember that you love him, is very sick, please come. And it says in verse 5, now even though Jesus loved Mary, Martha and Lazarus, he remained where he was for two more days. He delayed. He actually delayed. He could have come and he didn't. He stayed there for two more days. Finally, on the third day, he said to his disciples, come, it's time to go to Bethany. Then they, so they go to Bethany and then he gets there and Jesus says in verse 11, Lazarus, our friend, has just fallen asleep. It's time that I go and awaken him. I want to encourage you that I believe it is harvest time. It's today, today matters. There's something about today that it's harvest time. Those people that you have prayed for, those people that, those lost loved ones in your life, I believe God is saying today's the day. Today's the day of salvation. There's something about God has got something for you, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, the ability to speak into situations that you have previously tried to, but we, you haven't seen God move. You know, you might be a bit like Mary and Martha and go, but Jesus, like, I've prayed, we've asked you to come, we've asked that he, Lazarus is sick. You might, but this person in my life needs you desperately. God, what are you doing? Why are you delaying? I feel like God is saying, today's the day to, he says, it's time to go and awaken Lazarus. It's time to go and wake him up. Today's the day for us to wake up. Today's the day for us to be alert and responsive and to follow the prompts of the Holy Spirit, to speak life and to speak into people's circumstances, to see those people that we have prayed for and, and the people that we love come back into the kingdom of God. Or even for the first time, to find Jesus for, a, a entirely new, uh, for an entirely new life. Number four, it's time to sing. It's time to sing. 
It says in verse 12, the season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. And then in verse 14, I love this. He says, God says to us, let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. How beautiful your eyes of worship and how lovely your voice in prayer. You know, I don't know what your singing is like, but I'm not allowed to sing into microphones because nobody enjoys it. (laughs) The Lord enjoys it, but nobody else does. (laughs) You know, you don't have to be able to sing to sing. You don't have to be able to carry a tune. God, there's a beautiful song that says, let me be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. I'm like, that's my prayer. (laughs) God, let me sound sweet because my husband doesn't appreciate it. My kids don't even like it. When we're driving, we'll be driving in the car and I'll have some music on and I'll start singing and they literally both say, mom, stop singing. Like literally, like I can get one sentence out, mom, stop singing. It's very encouraging. (laughs) Um, And even in church sometimes, uh, I'll have Sammy in our night service, the kids program starts a bit later, so I'll have him in the service um, and we'll be down the front and and I'll be like, because I can't help myself, I'll just kind of be like moving, you know, and he's like, mom, stop swaying. And I'm like, have you ever tried to stand very, very, very still in worship and not move? It's really awkward. And I feel like I'm like, I just feel like, like such an idiot because I'm there holding Sam and just literally standing still and not moving and trying to not sing and trying to not move while people are worshipping. We're created to worship. We are created to sing. We are created to bring praise to God. Today is the day to lift. And it says your beautiful eyes. Lift your beautiful eyes in worship. Lift your lovely voice in worship and prayer. Do you know what's incredible? The Hebrew for that word there, your lovely voice. Your voice, it's actually your voice is delicious. (laughs) Isn't that a lovely thought? Weird thought, lovely thought. Your voice is delicious. I think that's such a lovely promise to me that even though everyone else thinks my voice is entirely not delicious, God thinks my voice in worship is delicious. He thinks that your voice in worship is delicious. He loves to hear you sing. He loves to hear you praise. He loves to hear you lift your voice in worship and in prayer. It's time to sing. I believe today is the day to sing. It says in Psalm 30, how could I be silent when it's time to praise you? How could I be silent when it's time to praise you? My heart sings out loud, bursting with joy. It says in Psalm 149, hallelujah, praise the Lord. It's time to sing to God a brand new song. So that, this is so that all his holy people will hear how wonderful he is. Your voice in worship to God is important for other people to hear. It allows other people to hear the goodness of God. It's time to sing and shout for joy. Today's the day to sing. It says in, uh, I've lost my um, verse, but it says it's, it's to go ahead all you redeemed ones. That's in Psalm somewhere. Go ahead all you redeemed ones. Do it. Praise him with all you have, for praise looks lovely on the lips of God's people. Praise looks lovely on your lips when you are praising him. Do you know, this year, I feel like I've praised my way out of, praised my way out of a lot of circumstances where I just feel like the enemy could have come in and shifted my thinking or shifted, you know, just struggled with just things that happened in the life of our church and things that happened just in personal as well. That I know, I know that something shifted when I praised my way out of it. I'll be in church and I'd be like, I, I, I just knew that this thing was bugging me. It was on my mind and it was frustrating me and I was disappointed and I was a bit mad, you know, and, and struggling with some things. Nothing major, but just things that had got in my head. And I know that they shifted when I praised. When I praised, I know that there were there were certain Sundays where I where I was like, God, I'm gonna I'm going to worship you. I'm gonna praise you. And I know that it shifted something when I did that. I've praised my way out of. A crazy number of circumstances this year. 
Today's the day to lift your voice. Today's the day to sing. To, to find your voice. We, I shared on that last night. Find your voice. Today's the day to lift your voice and know that it is so pleasing to God. And number five, today's the day to cut the compromise. This is a bit of a tough one, but today's the day to cut the compromise. It says in verse 14 at the end of that passage, you must catch those troubling foxes, those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship, for they raid our budding vineyard. They ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? And I love that he says, let's do it together. We'll do it together. I believe today's the day to deal with the compromises that we've made in our hearts. You know, it might not be huge issues of morality where it might not be those kinds of things where there's blatant, obvious sin. I believe that God wants to deal with those, those little hidden things, those things in your heart, those things in your mind where you, you, you know you've, you've compromised on what, you, or what the Word of God says about how you should treat others or think about others, how you should honour your relationships or your marriage, how you, should, how you should love on your children. You know, it might be just those little attitudes, those little, those little things that are hidden in your heart, those little agendas that, that are in your heart that aren't actually from God, that you know you have to surrender to Him. It's time, it's today's the day to cut the compromise. You know, those thoughts that we indulge, those things that we allow ourselves to think that we know we shouldn't think, but we allow ourselves to think them anyway. We don't take them captive. We, we let ourselves think them. We indulge those thoughts and we let them stick. The habits that we permit, the things that we know are not the end of the world, but we really shouldn't do them. You know, those ones, the ones that you kind of go, oh, it's okay sometimes. It's not okay sometimes. You know, those things that we, those habits that we allow ourselves to stick with, those sins that we excuse. And, and Jesus offers us a really lovely invitation here. He says, will you catch them for me? so that they don't ruin what I've planted within you. Because God has good things planted in every one of you, but those things that we allow, those things that we permit, those little compromises that we make in our heart and in our mind, they do ruin what God has planted. They do ruin, they can ruin what he wants to do in your life. And I love that he says, his, by his Holy Spirit, he says, well, let's do it together. We'll do it together. What a beautiful invitation that is from him, from the Holy Spirit, to do it together. And even now, you might have a thought that comes to mind that you go, I know that that's what God's touching on today. Even now, you might be aware that there's that, that, that attitude or that opinion or that little thing that's in your mind that you know you need to surrender to God today, that you need to just commit to Him and say, God, help me get this out of my life. Help me to not surrender to that indulgence or to that sin or to that, you know, that compromise that just is, is, not, is less than what He would have for you. So even now, would you just close your eyes? And that thing that God is speaking to you even now, I believe that he's speaking to hearts and saying that, that little agenda, that little thing that doesn't trust God, that wants to do it in your own strength, or that thing that is an indulgence, that is something that, you know, you know you shouldn't do. And I'm not, it might be, it might be addiction. It might be stuff that you have to really submit to God and ask him to heal and make whole in your life. But I believe today's the day to do that. Today's the day to, to cut those compromises out of your life. And it's not by your own strength. You don't just have to make a decision and go, okay, I'm going to try not to do it anymore. It's actually, I'll bring the keyboard player up. Thank you. It's actually the Holy Spirit at work in you. And you have to go, and you just have to say, God, would you help me do this? Holy Spirit, would you help me do this? Would you help me to conquer that thought? Help me to conquer that issue in my heart, that issue in my life. You know, it says in 2 Corinthians in, in chapter 6 that indeed the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. 
and you, you know, might not have been here last night and you might not have responded to the gospel or in fact you might have been here last night but just felt like it wasn't you weren't ready yet and that's okay but this morning you might feel like you need to respond to the word of God you need to respond to Jesus this morning and say yes I want to live a life like that I want to live a life that is that is flourishing that is that is blooming that is healthy and whole that isn't you know, compromising that isn't struggling in my own strength, but is relying on the Holy Spirit to help make me pure and right and good. And so if that's you this morning, I'd love to give you a chance before we move on, I'd love to give you a chance to respond. So just again, with eyes closed and heads bowed, if you this morning need to, just knowing you need to respond to that word, today is the day of salvation. The right time to respond to God is now, the Bible says. Indeed, the right time is now. If that's you this morning and you know you need to get your heart right with Jesus, today, today is the perfect day to do that. If that's you this morning, while eyes are closed just for privacy and heads are bowed, you can be a quick wave of your hand so I know who I'm praying for this morning. Awesome. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. That's awesome. Thank you so much. I see your hand over there. Beautiful. Thank you. That's awesome. So four beautiful ladies who have responded this morning. I'm so proud of you. That is just the best decision that you could ever make. And I hope our team at the back have seen those hands. Is that okay? Awesome. So someone will come and chat to you after this session and just make sure that you are on track with your relationship with God. They'll pray with you. They'll give you a Bible. They'll help you get started with God or find your feet again in your faith. But otherwise, why don't you stand to your feet this morning and let me pray for you. I really do pray that I have encouraged you this morning that that you have a a sense in your spirit that God has something new for you, that you have something to do on this earth and that if you don't know what that is, can I encourage you to pray about it? Ask God to show you. You You don't need a title, you don't need a position to do the things that God has called you to do. You can do it right where you are in the season that you are in. You know, what I love about this passage, and I'll be fast, it says, in, it says later in that passage, in verse 17 of Song of Songs 2, this is her response to the invitation from, from Jesus. She says, Until the day springs to life and the, shadow, the shifting shadows of fear disappear, until then, until those things go, until the new day fully dawns, run on ahead, go on ahead, I'll come away another time. I'll come away another time. In other words, I love the invitation, but I'm just going to wait till tomorrow. I'm just going to wait till next week. I'm just going to wait until, you know, this thing in my life is sort of until, until I'm married or until I've finished studying or until I've built my house or until I've, you know, until my grandchildren, like, can live on their own. <laughs> you know, you might, it might be whatever season of life that you are in that you kind of go, I'll wait till next season. I'll wait till the future season. But God is saying today's the day. Today's the day to flourish, to bloom, to, to run with Him, to go with Him where He's taking you. Don't put it off. Don't, don't make it another time. So let me pray for you and then I'll hand back because I know we're, I'm mindful of time. But where you are, why don't you lift your hands and close your eyes. And I just speak, God, over your women this morning. God, I speak, today's the day. I pray, God, for the people in their world who, are, who they know need you. I pray today's the day of salvation. I pray you're anointing on your girls today to go into their world and be all that you have called them to be, to do what you have asked them to do. And so I pray, Father God, that they would have an urgency in their spirit to be, to be, 
your representative in their world, to be your ambassador in their world. I pray, God, that there would be salvations that come from, even right now, I pray, God, that there would be salvations that come from conversations, from invitations. I pray you would anoint your girls with, with the right words and wise words and words in season for people that would be an invitation to the kingdom of God, into, into eternal life and, and hope and life and life in abundance for the, for the people in our world, for the people in our communities. And so I pray, God, your anointing and your blessing on your daughters this morning. In Jesus' name. And everyone said together, amen. Amen. God bless you and thanks for having me. Wonderful. Why don't we just give Pastor Donna a huge round of applause. Thank you so much. Such a blessing.